What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. Here in West Michigan, it is a Monday evening. It is August 29th, 2022. Welcome to His Hardline. And you are tuned into another episode of 1% with Him. And we are going to be doing a reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 4, 5, and 6. And the reason why we're doing multiples is because they are fairly shorter books, at least until we get more toward like the middle and the end of Psalms. And the books can get to be like three or four pages long. So, uh, yeah, they start off short. They get you reeled in. But, man, they uh, they become novels toward the end, I swear. <laughs> so, anyway, happy to have you here. Hopefully, everybody's Monday is going pretty well. Um, I tell you, we keep getting rained on over here. I got lucky. I was dry all day today. And the minute we switched trucks with my – I switched trucks with my partner driver uh, earlier – it just, the skies opened up and he just got drenched. I said, man, it's gonna, I said, you can have my umbrella. <laughs> I didn't need it today. You might need it. And he's like, oh, gee, thanks. But anyway, I had to share a little something though, a little, a little quick story before we get into the reading. It is, so I had a moment today. My heart completely was fulfilled today, at least for today, because as a truck driver, I listen, as when I was a kid, I used to remember, now my dad was a truck driver. My grandfather was one too. He retired. And I have an uncle who is an over the road truck driver, and it's just kind of in the family. And so I always was raised up to, um, you know, you, you pump your fist, you know, doing the air horn signal if you want to try, you know, a trucker to toot his air horn, you know, when you're a kid. And so um, that was just kind of a thing that kids just always did. Well, you don't see that anymore. And quite frankly, it's a little sad. And so, but today, as a matter of fact, I saw a little girl about my daughter's age. I was going out, was doing my last store of the day, had a full load of regular unleaded, and I was heading east. And I'm on this old country road, and uh, this country road, you know, it's got some houses spread out fairly apart. And there's, you know, you could tell the school bus was about ready to drop off their kids. And so you had parents with their little kids at the end of the driveway waiting for their other children to be dropped off at the school bus. And um, so anyway, you know, I'm just cruising along down the highway. And his mother and her daughter, about my, like I said, my daughter's age looked like about five, maybe six. And uh, I looked down at the radio changed the station for a quick second, look back up. And at the very last second, I saw her pumping her arms, doing that air, that air horn symbol, you know, the air horn, you know, motion with her arm. And I was like, Oh crap. I, right away. I started, I just laid on it, just made as much noise as I possibly could. 
And the minute I did that, I looked in my rear view mirror on the passenger side and I just saw her jumping up and down, arms up, flaring in the air like she just won the Boston Marathon. Like you could have sworn she just won a million dollars. I mean, she was so happy to hear that air horn. And you know what? It sounds stupid, but a little bit of a tear came into my eye because I was like, man, like there's still some kids out there that actually get their, you know, get, get excited about a good old train, you know, air horn on a semi. And, uh, and there's still a couple kids out there that know what to do if they want to make a truck driver make a bunch of noise with their horn. They know what to do. I was so happy to hear, see that. You know, I go up to these traffic lights and I'm driving down the highway and I'm always looking down. I'm always looking down at people's windows. It's something you do when you're really high up. You just kind of see mostly just because there's nothing else to look at except lines going down the highway but you also look too for safety purposes because again there's a lot of human trafficking going on out there and there's nobody better that can catch a lot of this stuff than truck drivers because we can look down on a lot of vehicles and i look in believe it or not at a lot of semi truck drivers too because there's a lot of creepers out there that are you know truck drivers and so i always look down to see if a kid's gonna do an air horn you know to you know with his arm you know pumping his fist or her fist and what do they always got? They always got that stupid smartphone <laughs> right in their face, not even looking up, don't even know what's going on around the world around them. And I just, it breaks my heart because it's like, man, kids, you're, you're, you're missing real life ahead of you and you're getting lost into a digital matrix. So anyway, it's just, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, I saw that today. I, I about, I about. Like I said, I teared up. I was like, wow, I'm like, that is so cool. Cause like, you know, I don't know why just, it was one of those things. So anyway, there's my lame trucker story of the day. So today, like I see, we are going to be reading out of Psalm chapter four, five and six. And yes, we are going to go through all 150 in chronological order. So it'll probably take a couple few weeks, I'm sure, before we get to the very end of it. I'm sure probably about a month or so. What's going on, oh. hardliners? What is going on? Welcome to his hardline. Forgive me for that. I don't know what's going on with my computer. I hear the fan is blowing on full bore on my laptop. I have no idea. Like my computer is wanting to act goofy. That just completely played by itself. That was not me, promise you. So I have no idea what was going on. So um, but anyway, hey, good afternoon there, Angel Eyes. Glad to have you here. <clears throat> and so uh <clears throat> excuse me. And I see we got Rita. Good afternoon, Rita. You just made it on time. I didn't start yet, but we are going to. All right. So the book of Psalm, book of Psalm, chapter four. And just for the record, by the way, because I missed it in my intro, I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host, because they are the ones that are at the wheel and they are at the helm and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. And so, like I always tell everybody, trust in God and trust in Jesus. No matter how big the waves and the swells are, no matter how chaotic the storm is, just you got to trust God will always steer your ship into a safe harbor. And so that's why we're here. And so anyways, and Dennis, hello, Dennis. Can't forget Dennis. And so, um, but anyway, um, just glad to have you all here. And as I always say, I'm not a minister, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a priest, I'm not a biblical scholar or expert on the Bible. In fact, I don't believe in experts in general. Just a truck driver, as you all know, 
who reads his Bible every day. I always encourage people 15 minutes minimum a day, spend some time with your Lord and Savior and read a chapter or so in the Bible, depending on how short or long it is, and spend a little time in prayer. And so today I'm going to be reading out of the New American Standard Bible. I typically, or excuse me, the New American Bible Revised Edition. I will bounce back and forth between that one and the NASB. Those typically be the, are the two that I, you know, kind of gravitate towards. No particular reason, but so anyway, it reads, I'm going to start with verse two here. So answer me when I call my saving God, when troubles hem me in, set me free, take pity on me, hear my prayer. How long, O people, will you be hard at heart? Why do you love what is worthless and chase after lies? Know that the Lord works wonders for his faithful one, and the Lord hears when I call out to him. Tremble, Trembled and sin no more. Weep bitterly within your hearts, wail upon your beds, and often fitting sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many say, may we see better times. Lord, show us the light of your face. But you have given my heart more joy than they have when grain and wine abound. In peace I will lie down and fall asleep, for you alone, Lord, make me secure. And so some footnotes here I kind of grabbed. Now it says here for Psalm 4, now an individual lament emphasizing trust in God um, the petition is based upon the psalmist's vivid experience of God as Savior. And so that experience of God is the basis for the warning to the wicked. And that warning is, revere God who intervenes on the side of the faithful. Absolutely. And so the faithful psalmist exemplifies the blessing, blessings given to the just. And when you look at verse 3, where it says, you know, why do you love you don't love what is worthless and lies. These expressions are more than likely probably referring to false gods, and, you know, worshiping of false gods by those um, is pretty much more than likely what the psalmist is addressing. And so in today's society, though, it seems to be a lot of uh, the general public who still chooses to chase many lies regarding numerous narratives, you know, of course, that's being peddled out there by many, you know, influencers and who are either ignorant of what's really going on or they're well aware of what's going on, but they are intentionally deceiving many people to throw them off the trail of truth. But it is important that you do not look at influencers and podcasters and heck, I even say me here, even at his hard line, because I always tell people when you go to listen to somebody, you got to be very cautious who you listen to. And I always encourage people pray to God and ask for discernment because you want to make sure you're not being led astray by just, you know, any old, you know, man or woman. You want to make sure that who you're listening to is is giving you some good, solid information. And sometimes you also got to really be aware that sometimes certain people out there, as a sidebar, will give you 99 truths just to sneak in that one lie. And so you got to be very well aware of that and be very vigilant. This is why... I went from listening to a lot of voices, 20, 22 different voices out there in the influencer world and the podcast world down to about one or two. And believe it or not, this week, I haven't listened to a single voice. You know what I've been listening to? I've been listening to Outlaw Country on Sirius XM Radio. I've been listening to Willie's Roadhouse. I've been just kind of jamming out to old style country music. And it's been nice. 
And so anyway, continuing on, though. Um, <clears throat> now, where it says in verse, uh, let's see here, in verse 5, where it talks about trembling or tre being trembled, right? It means to be moved deeply with fear by failing to worship the true God. And so the Greek translation understood the emotion to be anger, and it is so cited in the uh, book of Ephesians, as a matter of fact, in chapter 4, verse 26. But when they talk about weep bitterly and wailing, weeping within one's heart and wailing upon one's bed denotes sincere repentance because these actions are not done in public or with the community, but in the privacy of one's own heart and one's home. And then as we get to the verse 9 where it says, In peace I will, and then fall asleep. The last verse repeats two themes in the psalm. One is the security of ones of, of one who trusts in the true God. And then the other is the interior peace of those who sincerely repent on their beds, whose sleep is not disturbed by a guilty conscience. Now, as we get into Psalm 5, it reads, Give ear to my words, O Lord, understand my sighing. Attend to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray, Lord. In the morning, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will plead before you and wait. You are not a God who delights in evil. No wicked person finds refuge with you. The arrogant cannot stand before your eyes. You hate all who do evil. You destroy those who speak falsely. A bloody and fraudulent man, the Lord abhors. And this is why I'm, I'm going to step aside from this for a second. And this is why I want to say this is why the Bible says over 300, at least 365 times, fear not. Why? Well, because it, it's it's very clear here. God you know, hates all who does evil. Now, it's not to be said that they won't be forgiven, but he is not a big fan, of obviously, of anybody. I mean, would you be a fan of anyone that does evil towards you or those around you? Not one second. And so you should never have any fear or any anxiety about what's to come. Yeah, we are seeing a world that is enraged in the craziest storm that I think I have ever seen in my life. You know, my, my wife's grandfather who passed away back in May he was in his mid-90s. He was a he was a tail-end World War II veteran. And when 2020 happened and all the lockdowns began, I asked, and that was kind of when the lunacy really kind of heightened up and started getting, you know, getting expedited in speed. And I asked him, I said, Elgin, like, did you ever think in a million years you'd ever see a whole world of different nations and countries locked down? I mean, I'm talking a whole world shut down. He's like, no, this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. But fear not. God's at our back. God's at our side. And like it says right here in verse 7, you destroy those who speak falsely, a bloody and fraudulent man the Lord abhors. But I, through the abundance of your mercy, will enter into your house. I will bow down toward your holy sanctuary out of fear of you. Now, when it says out of fear of you, not out of like fear, like, you know, like you fear an enemy. No, out of reverence and respect. But yes, a little healthy degree of fear of, you know, what God would do to you if you cross that line. 
And, well, if you cross God, if you blaspheme God, you don't want to do that. Because, yeah, there should be a healthy fear of God of what he would do to you. Continuing on verse 9, Lord, guide me in your justice because of my foes. Make straight your way before me. For there is no sincerity in their mouth. Their heart is corrupt. Their throat is an open grave. On their tongue are subtle lies. Declare them guilty, God. Make them fall by their own devices. Drive them out for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. Then all who trust in you will be glad and forever shout for joy. You will protect them, and those will rejoice in you who love your name. For you, Lord, bless the just one. You surround him with favor like a shield. And so in Psalm 5, a lament contrasting the security of the house of God with the danger of the company of evildoers. And so the psalmist therefore prays that God will hear and grant the protection and joy of the temple. And as far as mercy goes with verse 8, it's used to translate the Hebrew word hesed. And the term, this term actually speaks to a relationship between persons. And it is manifested in concrete action to persons with some need or desire, and the one who offers hesed has the ability to respond to that need of the other person. So other possible ways to translate hesed include steadfast love or loving kindness, or as I like to call it, agape love. Again, one of the many reasons I think why we're here on the world. You know, I was just talking to a, um, an operator at the uh, terminal that I load fuel out of, in fact, I was offloading ethanol, and we got talking. He came up to me. He goes, hey, hey, brother, how you doing, man? So I'm doing good. How are you? You know, and I know this guy pretty well. So we work for the same company. He just happens to be in, op, you know, in operations. I'm in transport division. He's like, you've been kind of quiet lately. Everything all right? I said, yeah. I said, you know, life's just been kind of getting us down. I said, we had five deaths in the family plus a miscarriage my wife went through. I said, we went through three surgeries and two ER visits and a ton of blood work panel appointments. And I said, it's just been... So life has just been kicking us down. I said, but you know what? It's all right. We're vertical. We're still breathing. Everything's good. He goes, you know what, man? That's a great outlook. I said, oh, trust me. I said, I was a little bit more negative a few weeks ago. I said, I'm just now getting some time to breathe. I said, but that's kind of one of the reasons I've been quiet. I said, but, you know, and then we got, you know, talking about just kind of the woes of life, right? And, and back to like what I was just reading here in verse 8 about how, you know, we need to show steadfast love and loving kindness to others. And if we have the ability to, to, to that it, we have a responsibility to respond to those needs for the other person. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're here in this world is to bring a heaven on earth to others, to serve others, to bring joy and a smile to other people's faces, to serve. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. He was serving not just his disciples, but he was also serving as an example of how he wants his followers to be going forward. Do not be self-serving, but serve others with love and joy, right? So all the selfless acts out there that really, I think, define the moments of our lives. And it's something that I've been kind of grasping more and more every day. And then as it reads here in verse 10, when it talks about their throat, meaning that their speech brings harm to their hearers, right, to the listeners. And the verse mentions four parts of the body and each a source of evil to the innocent. And this is one of the many reasons why I often, you know, emphasize the strict importance 
with regards to the power of words. This is, I will always harp on this, on this drum. I will always beat this drum. Words matter more than people realize. And the sword of the tongue, again, most people do not even realize that, you know, the sword of the tongue with words can destroy more than any weapon of mass destruction. It really can. And this is why they see, you know, this is why we often hear that saying, right? That old saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. There's a reason for that. There's a huge reason for that. And so as we get into Psalm 6, the last book here for this reading here, before we get into the uh, next show, it says, Do not reprove me in your anger, Lord, nor punish me in your wrath. Have pity on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shuddering. My soul, too, is shuddering greatly. And you, Lord, how long? Turn back, Lord. Rescue my soul. Save me because of your mercy. For in death there is no remembrance of you. Who praises you in Sheol? I am wearied with sighing. All night long I drench my bed with tears. I soak my couch with weeping. My eyes are dimmed with sorrow, worn out because of all my foes. Away from me, all who do evil. The Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will receive my prayer. My foes will all be disgraced and will shudder greatly. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. Absolutely. Amen. That right there, if you, I mean, just those last few verses, I tell you, you can tell that there's a lot of, you know, which sounds to be like a, a lot of disparity there. I am where, I'm going to repeat this from starting with verse seven, going back down. Just listen to the pain that you can hear here. I am wearied with sighing all night long. I drench my bed with tears. I soak my couch with weeping. My eyes are dimmed with sorrow, worn out because of all my foes. Away from me, all who do evil. The Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea, and the Lord will receive my prayer. My foes will be disgraced and will shudder greatly. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. Absolutely, because whenever you feel that kind of tremendous amount of pain, you got to remember, you got to turn to prayer. You have to turn to prayer. Prayer. Again, whether if it's by thought or you're speaking that prayer audibly with words, doesn't matter. Words and thoughts carry a very powerful frequency, and God hears both loud and clear. And so in Psalm 6, the first of the seven penitential psalms, a designation dating from the seventh century after death and for psalms suitable to express repentance. And so the psalmist does not, as in many laments, claim to be innocent, but appeals to God's mercy. And sin here, as often in the Bible, is both the sinful act and its in, you know, injurious consequences. Here, it is a physical sickness and the attacks of the enemy. And so the psalmist in this case, prays that the effects of personal and social sin be taken away. A motive for God to preserve the psalmist from death in the shadowy world of the dead, no one offers you praise. And I wonder why that would be a shock to anyone. 
And Sheol is the biblical term, in case somebody is wondering, is the biblical term for the underworld where the insubstantial souls of dead human beings dwell. It was similar to the, um, to the Hades of the Greek and Latin literature. And in the second century of BC, biblical books begin to speak positively of life with God after death. And so that is the uh, that is the reading of uh, books, uh, Psalms four, five, and six. And so yeah, it's going to be a very very fun ride. I, I'm glad I'm kind of reading these books in chronological order. I was kind of getting sick and tired because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I really hope I don't do something like over again. You know, do another reading, uh, you know, like a month later on the same book. And so, because, you know, that gets a little old to go back in old archives on the show and like scroll back like, all right, what did I read already? What did I read? Because there's really no, I have really no way of checking, okay, what did I do like a few weeks ago, (laughs) except scrolling back through a ton of shows. And I don't want to do that. So I was like, you know what, we're just going to go in chronological order. It just sounds and seems better, makes better sense. And then allows me to really remember a lot of these verses. And, you know, some of these books I'm actually going over for the fourth or fifth time now. But anyway, uh, I'm so glad you guys are here joining us. Now, I'm going to, after we're, you know, we round it out with a prayer, I'm going to be back here in like a couple minutes, God willing, that my computer doesn't flip out. I don't know what's going on with it, but the fan on this thing is just going berserk. I've never heard it blow so hard. I have no idea what's going on. Um, but, um, but we're going to come back and I'm going to give you another update, a weekly update of what's going on with the National Assembly. I got a couple sound clips I actually want to play for you guys. Um, something I think everybody needs to be hearing. Uh, it's very relevant. It's not going to be a real long show, probably about the same length as this when it's all said and done. Um, but I want to do a weekly update on the National Assembly. Whether if there is one or not, we're going to do one. And the reason we're going to do one, whether if there is an update or not, is because it needs to serve as a reminder that we need to get our ducks in a row and we need to get rocking and rolling with our Assembly of States. So anyway, let's get to the prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much for the group of people that's here today. And thank you for all the listeners that that come to this channel and download all the shows. And, you know, you really do work in miraculous ways because I don't advertise. I prayed about it, wanted to see if I should. And you just told me, let it be. And you are just growing the show out just with outstanding numbers beyond my belief. And again, that's all you. And so I give all the glory to you, God. Thank you so very much. And we just pray collectively and ask for your forgiveness. We repent not just as an individual men and women here, but as a collective whole, as a people in this nation. Guide this country. Guide our nation. Guide our assembly of states. And guide our thoughts, our words, our actions. And just give us the orders and decrees that you need us to follow. Sometimes we are surrounded by noise and distractions. And we apologize for that. We are doing our best to make sure we quiet the noise and turn our eyes and focus to you. Get you centered around our lives, around our marriage, around our children, around everything in our lives. We need to get you back at the center where you belong. And so we just pray that you're always guiding us, always being that beacon of light for us, especially as we walk through the darkness. And we thank you for your 
Son Jesus Christ and the sacrifices that he made for us and allowed his blood to be shed so he washed away our sins of the world. So we thank you for that. And each and every day, we always invite your son to be in our hearts. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that is all I have for 1% with him. I will be back here in about five minutes for the uh, National Assembly uh, status update and what's going on there. Kind of just kind of nice little fun show to do. And so, yeah, I'll be back here. And uh, I really am so glad to see all of you here. And you know what? If I can add one more little PS to that prayer, I pray that everybody here, not just listening live, but anybody who listens here, on the downloads later on, whether if it's tomorrow or one year from now, whoever's listening to this, I pray that you all have not just peace and prosperity in all that you do, but in an abundance of good health, because without good health, we have nothing else. What good is money or enjoying family or going out to the garden without good health? And I tell you what, my wife, she is a beacon for me to really see exactly, you know, to really appreciate my good health because that poor woman, since I've known her, she has had such bad luck from being in the ICU years and years and years ago before, like right as her and I met, we weren't even dating. You know, she had a pulmonary embolism, a a blood clot in one of her lungs, almost died. And just, she's had a series of different things continuously on throughout her life. And just, I tell you, that woman, she's a strong woman. And so when I get a head cold and I got to call out sick from work and I'm, I'm just, I'm like, Oh, my head hurts. You know? My wife just looks at me and she's like, suck it up. Men are such babies. Good thing men don't have babies because you guys can't even take a basic head cold. She does. She like shames me. She, she, she cold shames me when I'm sick. You believe that? She cold shames me when I have the sniffles and the aches. She's like, you're so lucky you're not a woman. You would not be able to handle childbirth. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I would not. I would cry. (laughs) I would. I would cry. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Enough of that nonsense. All right. We'll see you on the other side. I hope you have a blessed day. All right. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest updates.